Hello, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening and also to explain why you might hear ads like this before, during, or even after an episode. We're a small but mighty team here at Realm, and to help fund our shows, we promote products or services that we think you'd enjoy from a variety of sponsors. If any of our ads interest you, one of the best ways to support us is by visiting the link or using the promo code in the ad. It's pretty much a win-win since you can get some great deals and we can keep making awesome shows like this one. You can also visit realm.fm slash partners for more information about our sponsors and how to access the different promotions. Thanks again for joining us in our corner of the universe. Listen away. Ah, I love this time of year. Shorter days, colder nights, the frenzied energy of holiday shoppers, and underpaid warehouse fulfillment workers. But I'll never forget that big snowstorm a few years back. The weather closed in and, well, you might not believe it, but the world almost went to hell before the holidays. Lend me an ear and I'll tell you about our most famous retail clerk and what he did on that fateful Black Friday. Finally, the sacred cube is ready. That's not this guy. But Richard, the shift manager at Mark Club, is important anyway. Because of the puzzle box thing. Okay, uh, advancement rituals for retail employees. This this ritual is to be performed at home. (laughs) As if I'm ever home anymore. Poor Richard had worked the floor covering back-to-back 12-hour days the last few weeks. But he also knew the perfect place for his ritual. The Mart Club basement, dark and hidden like his deepest desires. Tonight would be perfect timing, the evening of Thanksgiving. If it all went as planned, he'd be done before the Black Friday crew came in to set up. (laughs) You'll help me get what I've always wanted, right, Foxy Boxy? Yeah. Indeed. Richard could taste the sweet poetic justice of making his ritual using that year's biggest holiday toy, the Foxy Boxy. Some newfangled kid's toy, a cross between a Rubik's Cube and a jack-in-the-box, with a stuffed fox that popped out when the puzzle box was solved. For weeks, customers had been up his tuchus to snag one for their milk-dripping brats. Technically, Foxy Boxy was out of stock. Technically, because Richard was using the last one in the tri-state area for his ritual, and it perfectly symbolized the urgency of his desire. He wanted his wish as much as those parents wanted a foxy boxy in time for Christmas. Okay, okay, let's see. Place the cube uh, in the promotion configuration and speak your intention aloud, all right? There, good enough. I want a promotion. Store manager. Make me a store manager after Black Friday. Friday. (laughs) Ah, cheese and crackers, the cube's spinning. (gasps) The ritual must be working. It's working. Ah. Finally, after 14 years in this shitty middle management job, it's about time I got what I deserve. Suddenly, a glowing red fog rolled over Richard. What the fudgical? Oh, grace me, 
a trio of figures emerged. Something about their obscured features terrified him. Uh, hey, uh, what are you doing down here? This area is off limits to customers. You're uh, technically trespassing we're doing. That's what we're doing. You're going to want to go back to your car, please. <laughs> Chain with sharpened hooks erupted from the darkened corners of the basement. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. This isn't what I asked for. Oh, this isn't what I wanted. I read the instructions correctly. <laughs> when the fog lifted, the only thing left of Richard was his smiling corpse and a little pin under his name tag that read, there is no I in team. Realm presents Black Friday, starring Fred Armisen, episode one. This week at Mark Club, save on festive snowman water. Made from 100% organic snowmen. Just $1.99 a can. Or enjoy Rudolph brand reindeer steaks from our meat department. Guaranteed parasite free. Only $12.49 per pound. And don't forget to stay toasty this holiday season with our half-price flamethrowers. Located in our garden department. Fashionable, functional, and fiscally responsible. Only at Mart Club. What the fuck is that supposed to be, Bob? Now that's Tanya. Still important, because of the customer service manager thing. Or CSM for short. <sighs> it's Santa's sleigh. Can't you tell? Okay, okay, now that's our guy. The most famous retail worker of them all. Had to build up the anticipation. Can't you see my vision, Tanya? Two more Coca-Cola boxes and Santa sleighs done. Round out the Dr. Pepper packs into festive snowmen, a few ornaments, and ta-da! The soft drink aisle of Mart Club's A Winter Wonderland. Yeah, this looks just as snazzy as your jack-o'-lantern display and outdoor lighting. Which we finally took down this afternoon. Come on, untangling those pumpkin lights wasn't that bad. Where's your holiday spirit? You're not even wearing your How Can I Help You Today limited edition enamel elf pin. Do you hear something? Uh. Ah. Damn it, Bob! I only came over here to see if you had extra tinsel, not for you to jizz soda all over my vest. Ugh, sorry, I used the last of what we brought up for the sleigh. But I think there was another box in the basement. <sighs> That's exactly what I want. To spend an hour in the basement going through dusty boxes. We're already an hour over from moving the last of the Halloween seasonal downstairs. I should be done by now. I want to get home before this incoming storm and you're over here making a damn sleigh. Are you going to make reindeer too? Ooh, do you think I should? You know what, Bob? Never mind. I'll just finish the display without the tinsel. Uh, Tanya, I'll get you the tinsel right after I get this all cleaned up. Whatever. Bob didn't want Tanya reporting his mishap to Richard, the shift manager, and ruining his otherwise spotless permanent record. Or worse, recommending Bob for a write-up. He damaged product, which cost Mark Club money. Quarterly bonuses were already low. What if word got out that his butterfingers were the reason the next check was even smaller? 
After 15 minutes, the floor was sparkling. Bob put up the bright orange caution cones and headed for the basement. Now, Mark Club was a sprawling retail warehouse with towering metal shelves two stories high. The front of the store held every bulk and discount good you could imagine. The back room was over a mile of narrow hallways. Freezers, coolers, proofers, and employee lockers lined the walkway. He noted a sign taped to the basement door reminding employees of Mark Club's core company values. Opportunity, betterment, excitement, and you. They'd even arranged it into the clever anagram, Obey, so it'd be easy to remember. When's the last time I was down here? Orientation? Why is this door always jammed up? Wooden steps and a wobbly handrail extended into the waiting dark. All right. This is Mart Club, Bob, not the French catacombs. Hey, you've got a basement at home, right? Even if yours is finished, carpeted, and not as cobwebby? Oh, where's that light? Ow! Who kicked out that door? <coughs> Must have been Drew. Stoner punk. Drew? Drew, when I get back up there, I'm gonna... <coughs> Damn it! This dust! <coughs> Alright. Just in and out. All I need is this damned tinsel. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story. Dark Dice. A horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Notice these chirpy posters before. Make your store your home away from home. Oh, that's nice. Mark Club owns your soul, just like family. Hmm. Look at this hand-washing one. Some sort of multi-eyed tentacle monster dabbling his tentacles in a tiny sink. <laughs> Very anime. Bob grabbed the nearest box and opened it. Inside was a worn sweater. Uh, all right. Let's see. Ugh. Red and green stripes? <laughs> Talk about a trip to Uglyville, right? <laughs> tinsel, 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 come on. Okay, got an old hockey mask. Why is it all slashed? How useful is that? This is junk. Let's see, broken tiara. Mm-mm. Tangled Christmas lights? Get out of here. Ooh, what's this? Ooh, what a cool looking book. <gasps> 
Alex would love this. Ooh, must be a collectible. Is that an embossed face on the cover? Or is this a math book? It's just full of diagrams and... What is this, Russian? Well, no tinsel here. Let's try a few more boxes. Ugh, it's freezing down here. Ugh. Would it kill Mark Club to invest in some insulation? Is that too much to ask? How did I even wind up here? I used to be somebody. I had a nice job, an acceptable commute, decent salary. Bob thought about last summer when his life came crashing down. Some young college kids did a productivity study. They interrogated the office one by one. His departmental budget got slashed. When they started reusing paper clips, Bob knew his end was near. Then the news. Bob's department was being replaced by a customer-oriented app. Those assholes. Unemployed for the first time in 20 years, Bob did what any red-blooded American man would do, interviewed for anything. He thought the Mark Club clerk position was only temporary. In six to eight months, Bob could be a CSM, like Tanya, with a pay raise. Ah, there's the tinsel. Yeah. Oh, wait. Ah. Ow. I'm really getting too old for this. Oh, God, my back. Bob swept his key light over the mess, illuminating a pair of ergonomic work shoes. Man, Bob thought, those looked comfy. The shoes were attached to a pair of ankles, which connected to legs, a torso, then a face. <laughs> its green flesh drooped like rotten meat. White, cloudy eyes stared at him. It's not real. <laughs> All right. It's an exact copy of a red shift manager's vest, and Richard had a lanyard just like that. Actually, this zombie mannequin could be Richard's undead twin. Was this one of our Halloween seasonals? Man, a coke sled. I've really got to up my game if I want to stand out and get myself a promotion. <laughs> oh, so. <laughs> Good thing Tanya and Richard weren't around. If they caught Bob on his phone on the clock, he'd get a write-up. Uh, hello, honey. Hi, you calling to say goodnight? Oh, Jeff, that's so sweet. Actually, I was hoping you could pick up some milk on your way home. Of course, hon. How's Betsy doing? Our labradoodle is fine, Roberto, but she's the least of your worries. Don't forget this time. You know, I still can't believe you went in. Today, of all days, it's Thanksgiving. You should be at home. Ugh, I know, but holiday pay is time and a half. We need the money, Jeff. More than we need to be together on Thanksgiving? Get almond milk! Or at least something humanely sourced! With compostable packaging, please! Uh, Alex isn't on that animal rights kick again, is she? Just cows this time, I think. Could be worse. I'm just glad she's taking an interest in something. Because you know how she gets, Jeff. I heard that, Dad! Just... Just get the milk, Bob. I will finish up. I, uh, I, 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 Jeff, daughter. I think we got a bad connection. Ha, 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 Jeff, ha, ha. Bo turkey. Bo, bo, uh, bo, bo, you're bo, cutting bo, out. Bo turkey. Jeff, hello, 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 hello. <laughs> uh, hi, hey, sorry, pal. Uh, I think our calls got crossed, but uh, <laughs> you might want to get that looked at. Uh, this damn snowstorm.
probably interfering with cell reception. Damn it. Just to make sure he didn't forget, Bob held the light in his mouth and wrote, Get milk. On his palm, with a pocket sharpie. <laughs> Who's there? But then? Ah, found you, you sneaky bastard, Tinsel. Ah, thought you could hide from Bob, did ya? Ugh. This is definitely too heavy for Tinsel's. Let's have a look. Box cutter. Ah, there go. Ah, damn it! Butterfingers all over again. Maybe there's a bandage upstairs. As Bob sucked his thumb, he noticed something more valuable than Tinsel sitting next to the zombie doll. Holy moly, is that a foxy boxy? I thought these were out of stock. Whew. Wow. Richard would kill me if this was found without its packaging. The toy reminded him of the Rubik's Cube he played with as a kid. He never thought he'd see a foxy boxy this side of New Year's. Customers had mauled the assistant store manager in a Mark Club three towns away over rumors that stock was available. Must have been part of returnables. Look at this, what a shame. Some kid scribbled all over it. Turn this and the fox pops right out. <laughs> ah, crap. I still need a band-aid. Blood had smeared the cube. Then suddenly, his hair twitched on end. Bob scratched his head and felt the tickle of breath on his hand. Hello? Anybody there? It's me, Bob, down here. <laughs> what the? I gotta get out of here. Oh my god, oh my god. Oh shit! Terrified, Bob snatched the tinsel box and raced up the wooden steps. He reached the partially open door. Someone grabbed the outside handle and yanked it wide. Ah! Please don't eat me! Gross. Did you find the tinsel? Uh, uh, of course I did. Finally. <clears throat> uh, hey, you didn't happen to see Richard while you were down there, did you? He said he was going down there to get something and I haven't seen him since. No, I didn't see anyone and absolutely nothing happened. Definitely no basement zombies down there. <laughs> I mean, why would there be, right? Basement zombies? <laughs> see, this is why I'm glad I'm a lesbian. <laughs> basement zombies? Because men are weird. <sighs> what, the, what, the, what the fuck is this? Duct tape? I told you to get tinsel. Is this supposed to be a joke? Well, you know what they say about duct tape, right? It's, Always useful. Bob, enough of your- Oh no. What's going on? Bob and Tanya had just enough time to realize that the store's heavy-duty lights were going out one by one before they were plunged into darkness. You're listening to Black Friday, starring Fred Armisen. Created and produced by Realm, your portal to another world. Listen away.
Hello, friends. This is Mark Nell, executive producer of the Table Read podcast, where imagination meets performance. As we wrap up an incredible season one, we want to take a moment to express our heartfelt gratitude to each and every one of you who tuned in and supported us on this amazing journey. Season one was nothing short of extraordinary. We delved into captivating scripts that transported us to worlds beyond our imagination, thanks to the brilliant writers who delivered these works. But what really brought these stories to life were the talents of our amazing actors. But wait, the excitement doesn't end there. As we bid farewell to season one, we are thrilled to announce the launch of season two. Get ready for more gripping narratives, more unforgettable characters, and more mesmerizing performances that will keep you on the edge of your seat. We have some big surprises coming. The Force will definitely be with you. So stay tuned, stay engaged, and most importantly, stay excited. From all of us at the Table Read Podcast, thank you. And let's make season two even more memorable together. Black Friday is executive produced by and stars Fred Armisen. Written by E.A. Copen and produced by Diana M. Foe, Fred Greenholch, and Haley Wagreich. Executive produced by Molly Barton. Performed by Fred Armisen, Brian Fairley, Tiana Camacha, Aaron Costaganis, Debbie Derryberry, Will Choi, Dwayne Hill, Alec Lawless, Alex Cazares, Jeff Shine, Chris Okawa, Margo Antonio Rodriguez, and Stephanie Shea. Voice direction and sound design by Fred Greenholch. Audio editing by Corey Barton. Original music composition and orchestration by Hashem Asadolihi. With digital orchestration by Andrew Rowan and performances by Peter McCann, Andrew Washburn, April Guthrie, Harrison Kirk, Joey Lamb, and Hashem Asadolihi. Original cover art by Annie Wu.